0: all right welcome back to the scoreboard i am terence holton joined here with crash collier and nolan ezett and crash did you know that today is our one year anniversary of doing the scoreboard
1: oh us uh, together
0: uh-huh oh no i did not i was looking back at the dates this is around when we started this is a, right around when we started this is our one year anniversary show oh congrats to us. crazy yeah i know congrats to both of you yeah. guys i feel like i can <laughs> the,
2: give a congrats it's even better now that, that nolan's joined yeah. us. All right. Wish you were here sooner, Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I could be celebrating along. I mean, I'm celebrating alongside you guys, but we'll get get to that one next fall. We got like a six-month or something right now. I don't know for me.
0: All right. Well, we'll jump right in. Let's talk. The new NCAA 25 football game has been getting more and more details every single day. It's awesome. I'm excited. Um, But a big announcement that that EA, the developers of the game, showed was that All players who sign up, all NCAA players who sign up to be in the game, we compensate with $600 and a free copy of the game. Now, there's a debate. Do we think this is enough money and compensation for the players?
1: I think initially I thought it wasn't. But then after I actually watched a uh, TikTok from Matt Leiner where he talked about how some of the kind of bigger name players who are in this, it sounds like there are ways for them to, you know, capitalize and make more money based on their nil value just their overall brand as a player and person so i think i think actually and for a lot of those players who aren't really you know well known i think it's a good deal for those guys but i think for those top players i think the ability to you know be able to earn more based on your nil and brand value i think helps make it a little more fair now what that value is i'm not sure but i feel like for some of those top players, 600 might not be enough. But I think for most players who aren't really, you know, like we were talking about before, like maybe walk-ons and not-so-known players, I think that's a pretty good deal in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think my initial impressions were the same as probably anyone who hears that you're being put with your name, picture, and attributes in a game and getting paid $600. Yeah, my first thought was that's a ripoff. Then I actually thought about it. You know, a backup player or just someone who's, you know, kind of flipping in between, you know, uh starting lineup and and bench like that's not a bad deal i mean that's probably more money than they've made in their entire career for football because they probably haven't had an nil deal 600 dollars is more than what they've gotten they're actually like paying for like or at least throughout high school they probably paid a lot of money for training i mean this is probably a great deal for them the big issue is like yeah the stars it's not worth caleb williams's effort or even ego let's say to you know put himself in a game for 600 dollars that being said, all those guys whose time maybe isn't worth it, like they're all going to be in the NFL or at least, you know, probably will be in the NFL. Money probably isn't as much of a concern. What I am concerned about, though, is if there are players who elect not to, you know, enter the game because of this guys, you know, who are kind of a personality like Caleb Williams. Let's say he thinks it's a rip off $600. It's not worth his time. What if he doesn't enter the game? Then it's kind of that's a knock on the fan experience now. Now it's affecting the fans. You know, so I think for the players, $600, more than fair. For the fans, the players are pissed off. It's not going to be a fun gaming experience for us.
1: Although it sounds like a few big names who have you know, been on some like kind of teams that have been performing well, like I've seen, I think.
0: Travis Hunter, Will Johnson, one of the best corners for Michigan. Jackson, um, so Jackson Dart's in it. Jackson Dart. Um, a lot of big names so far have announced that they're going to be in it, which I think is great. That's yeah. good.
2: Okay. I hope they can kind of set a precedent or just – do something to encourage, you know, other stars to, to join. Because I, I am concerned, you know, if there's going to be big names that are in it, does it really feel like college football?
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I think it's I think it's solid compensation, especially like we've been saying for the players who maybe are like the backups and won't see this type of money. And at the same time, you also have to think about, it, like, hypothetically, you're a star player and you don't, you know, you don't think the money's enough. Maybe you won't make it to the NFL. But your name will forever be enshrined in a video game which is awesome that's so sick to think about
1: plus it just helps you just regardless even as you are pursuing the nfl it just helps you with brand exposure too yeah
0: Yeah,
2: i think if you've yeah we discredit far too often backups for d1 schools you know thinking that they're not great players they are better than 99.99 percent of you know the american population for a lot of them who don't make the nfl That culmination of like 15, 18 years of super hard training, they don't make it to the NFL. Their college career just stops. It ends and they're working another job. But like you said, Terrence, you know, having something to show for it, like showing your kids that game, giving them that game with you in it. Even if you didn't make it to the NFL, like that's kind of like the end reward. Like you're in a video game that
0: you can always play. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What about the Trojans? What about USC? Who do we think is going to be the highest rated player from USC next year?
1: Probably I would go maybe Zachariah Branch or this might be a bit of a hot take right now. Maybe Miller Moss.
0: Really? Miller Moss? Are are we
1: saying like
2: preseason or or like initial ranking? Like initial ranking.
0: I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go Bear Alexander. I think that he's a guy who's on a lot of people's radars. I think he'll just get, like, some insane defensive lineman uh, attributes.
2: For sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think if it's preseason, I don't think there is a choice other than Bear Alexander. He's the the most proven guy. I, I mean, if you're talking, like, by the end of the season, there's some... I mean, I feel like any of the receivers, any of the wide receivers. receivers right? the yeah. wide well, receivers.
1: that's, that's, that's like, why, why I went with pick.
0: Branch, and then M- Miller I just threw in because it's a hot take. I feel, yeah, I feel like Miller's going to be, like, a little disrespect. I mean, I'm not going to say disrespected. He's only played one game. I'm feeling, like, a high 70 for that's Miller. What I'm like, initial rating, honestly. Well, we'll just see. Like, I think he's higher, but I feel like he's not going to be, like, compared to, like, some of the best players. Who do we think is going to be, like, the highest-rated player in the game, by the way?
1: <sighs> that's nuts, tough.
0: I think it'll be Ollie Gordon, the running back from Oklahoma State. Ooh. You ran for I want to say like seventeen hundred yards last year, like twenty some odd touchdowns. Like,
1: seems like some of those school, kind of those more top brand schools, could probably have the higher rated players. Right? Like, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I am don't know. I haven't really done enough research on to really say, it, and I guess I'm throwing out hot takes. I don't know. Maybe Will Howard at Ohio State could possibly. That is a
0: hot take. Wow. I don't, I
1: don't <laughs> know. I could mostly see him. I mean, he. I mean, it kind of made a Ohio State clearly made a big deal going for him, and I mean they kind of sure. dumped Kyle McCord in a pretty un in a pretty brutal way yeah true so it's like clearly ryan Day is betting a lot on him so i don't know i don't like i said i don't really know enough so that's sort of why i think i'm yeah. that's why i'm full acknowledging i'm throwing out hot takes fair enough
0: this. yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i honestly i feel like any of these skill position players all, it feels like this uh nfl draft class is i mean we kind of say this every year but i really feel like this is probably one of the most talented at least in terms of skilled positions i feel like whoever is going to be the highest rated guy in uh in the game is going to be someone that like we should have heard of but we haven't because he doesn't add anything to the stat because he's either like an offensive lineman that we don't know about or he's some i don't know tackle i i feel like the highest rated player is going to be someone that we've watched zero film on i don't think it's going to be anyone who's No, like a quarterback back running back receiver Exca- exactly
0: there i can see that all right well let's talk about something that we're less excited about the usc men's basketball team Well, we briefly discussed their win over Utah last week. Let's talk about their double overtime loss to Colorado where they blew a 16-point lead, their second 16-point blown lead to the Buffaloes of the year, which is a ridiculous stat. I mean, how was this game for you guys?
1: Brutal.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: No other way to put it. Fair enough. (laughs) We're at a loss for words here. Um, Yeah, no, that was a rough loss. I mean... If you look at the box score, Boogie and Isaiah had 55 of the Trojans, 89, and Kobe Johnson had 14. He only had, like, two after, like, the the first half, though, I think. He put up, like, 12 in, like, the early first half and then did nothing after that.
1: Yeah, it's just so hard to watch this team work so hard to just, you know, get up to a really comfortable lead and then just completely let off the gas. Like, I don't know how like it's just so tough to watch like i think it would just be we could stum- I feel like fans could stomach it more if it was you know what it was a back and forth affair all night long both teams going blow for blow and then the Trojans come up short and like this sort of double overtime scenario right i think fans can handle that what i think is tough to handle as a fan is going up 15 16 points thinking okay it's all but over and then suddenly watching everything just fall apart and suddenly you're going to overtime think this is now the third time it's happened this year. Like, where what Trojans, the time? Uh, where the Trojans have been up 15 or more points at some point uh, yeah. in the second half, or going in either going into or at some point in the second half, and then just completely letting off the gas and losing the game. Because we saw it with the first game against Colorado, this game last weekend against Colorado, and then that game against Long Beach State where they were right. at 15 at halftime right. and lost in OT. Yeah.
2: Yes. It was. It was a 16 point loss it's just giving up or not not 16 point loss 16 point uh you know comeback run that the the buffaloes had giving up a 16 point lead and then losing in double overtime when two of your players scored 60 percent of your points if i were isaiah or boogie i'd be really upset man like they actually had a good game i mean 30 points and 25 points obviously like those numbers helped you know being in double overtime but still their efficiency all game long was like pretty good watching the game like I, i was not dissatisfied with their performance at all just the defense on this team, man. I mean, of course, giving up 92, it's double overtime. Like, you know, the numbers are inflated, but still, like, Buffalo shot over 50% from the field. Three-point range, amazing, 45%. They got to the line, I think, 20. They shot 29 shots from the free throw line, I believe, and made, like, you know, 20 of them or something. 21 for 29. 21 for 20. Like, you can't be doing that. The defense
1: is just so bad. Yeah, this has just been tough to watch. Plus, I mean, KJ Simpson just went off, too. Yeah, I cool mean, 30 bomb. That's I crazy. Know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just, it's, it was so hard to watch because um they were just having so much fun in the first half. You saw that, like, that ridiculous play to Brawny where he, like, tapped it in that alley oop and everyone was just looking like they're having fun. They're up 16 with nine to play, I want to say. Everyone looks like they're having a good time and then just slowly the lead just gets like smaller and smaller and then suddenly Boogie's having to shoot like a ridiculous (laughs) like half court shot basically for the win.
2: Well because I mean you just you know you're coming off of a four-point victory against Utah which the football team couldn't do. They got three chances the last two years. You just beat Utah. Everyone's like kind of excited. You got you know your first win in, in a few weeks and then it seems like you're about to beat Colorado. You're up 16 points with what you say 9 minutes to go. About something like that. About 9 or 10 something like that. And then it goes to overtime and then double it like that's just heartbreaking. It, you're right. It looked like they had more fun this week up until the end of the first half than they have all season long. Yep. And I was excited yep. for them. Yeah. They, des- they they deserve to have some fun at some point, but I guess not if they're playing like this they don't. Also, I mean, I want to get to some other things. Like, why is Oziah Sellers only playing
1: four minutes? Right. Yep. We always talk. And, why, about and why hasn't Harrison Hornery played in, like, it's been now yeah, two weeks? Like two games, yeah. It's yeah, weird. like, I am, like, confused. Both of them are in the
0: doghouse for whatever I mean, reason. I,
1: I mean, they don't always have – I mean, Hornery doesn't always have the best games. So when he's going – when he's, like, on point, like, he goes off. And then Sellers, you give him enough minutes, he can usually get, like – 10, 15 points a game.
0: Yeah. He's just getting nothing. It's strange, especially when, like, you know, Bronny Chains yeah. is getting, like, triple the and amount Bron- Yeah,
1: Bronny got 15, 14 minutes, and I mean, yes, his defense is good, but a the Trojans cool, need Trojans need to score.
0: A cool 2-2-1 yeah. two, two, stat line right there. <laughs> yeah. Cool triple single. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, well, you get my point. It's yeah. like... He's a menace on defense, but it's like he he needs to work on his offensive game.
0: There's just no scoring coming from anyone except for Boogie and uh, Isaiah. It's so bad. Um, But Let's look forward and let's talk about the UCLA game. Trojans travel to Westwood this weekend. You're both going to this game tomorrow. I don't really know why if we're being completely honest.
2: (laughs) I don't either. I bought tickets like
1: a month ago when things were still (laughs) relatively good.
0: Yeah, um, last game the Trojans lost by 15. Was it 65-50? I want to say, but you know this. uh, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm really not.
2: That's valid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, I won't lie. You know, my my friend's dad hooked us up with some free tickets, so I'm just (laughs) kind of of along for the ride. Fair enough. um, I'm with
1: one of my friends, and we just have been going together the last few years, so. Fair enough. It's just more fun. It's just often I just like don't want to go alone. So I just and I know she's up, always up for it. So it's like, yeah, we'll do it with it. I'll go with her.
0: I mean, we talked about this a little before we got on air, but ever since that win where both teams were eight and eleven and UCLA beat USC, UCLA has won six of their last seven games, while the Trojans have only won one of those games. Yeah. Two, Two? Two well, Right. Two? because Orange, State right. Orange State and Utah. Utah. You're right. Um, and now. USC versus Utah primetime television, 7 p.m. on ESPN. I don't know who decided that, but um, they wanted yeah, Bill Walton to be there. Makes sense. I'm not excited. I really am not excited for this game. I like I don't know if I want to watch this.
1: It could be painful. I mean, I hope the Trojans are, you know, fired up on based on the fact they lost last time. And that's, you know, it's your school's biggest rival. So it's I hope they come out fired, but it fired up, but it's. But, US, but UCLA has been on a tear lately, and I mean, I think they're also pissed off that they, you know, lost Utah pretty tight at the end there. It was like a
0: buzzer beater, yeah.
1: And then plus, Sebastian Mack got thrown out, too, for elbowing Brendan Carlson in the face. Right. He got flagrant, too, which, if you ask me, I saw it. It was fully warranted. Yeah. But still, like, they're going to be fired up after that loss, especially because they got embarrassed by Utah in Salt Lake and then almost almost beat them too so it's gonna be and then plus it's the crosstown showdown so of course they're you know gonna be ready and they're and they're riding a ton of momentum right now
2: yeah i'm uh, I'm gonna go with a different strategy first of all i'm gonna use my math skills here usc beat utah by four points 68 to 64 uh just a couple days ago ucla lost to utah by one point so by the transit of property usc will win by five points all when it's all said and done uh i actually am taking usc though i i think they're they, they had a chance to get a little run going, you know, beating Utah and then almost beating Colorado. UCLA is hot. Don't get me wrong. I think that both of these teams, you know, they're not great. UCLA is a little better than USC. There's no doubt about that. But I think, I think on the season, they've got to split them. They've got to split them. I'm taking USC.
1: I mean, that is how it's been the last couple seasons. However, USC has not won in Poly Pavilion in
2: it's been a while. three years. I it's think. been a while.
0: I just can't take USC in any of their remaining games. I mean, just none of these look like wins to me. Not like not a single game, especially not UCLA, who's I really hope they don't make the NCAA tournament. That would frustrate me so much if they go on this run after being so like as bad as the Trojans were.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you just look at like every game. The, uh, USC versus their matchup I mean chances are you're not going to take USC in any of them considering they're you know they're, they're sitting second to last in the Pac-12 rankings so like they're kind of you know the worst team other than you know Oregon State um, but I don't know I, I I'm taking I'm taking USC I th- I think they're upset uh, at this Colorado loss and you know like I said by the transit of property they'll win I do think what's going to be tough is not only is UCLA on a, on a good run but it seems like they feed all of their guys kind of uh it's it's not like you know one big fish that's getting all their points they distribute the ball really well they've got a lot of guys with double digit point averages I feel like that's something that the Trojans are going to struggle with it almost makes Bronny James a little less valuable because you can't just like stick them on one guy and then trust that you know the other team's offense is just gonna implode like it's not gonna happen you say they've got a lot of guys that can score they do that better than USC I think USC's you know kind of heavily reliant on you know, Boogie and Collier, although I guess how reliant can you be if you're not winning anyway? It doesn't really matter. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, U- UCLA, you can take any guy away, and their offense doesn't change a whole lot, it feels like. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing your guys' report on this game next week. Um, but let's move on to something positive. The women's basketball team has now won six in a row, including wins the sweep over the Oregon teams at Oregon, an absolute demolition where they beat them 88 51 and a slugfest over number 11, Oregon State, 58-50, handing the Beavers their first loss in Gil Coliseum team of the year.
1: Yeah, I think this was like, you can just tell how resilient this team is, and I mean, Oregon State is a good team. I mean, they were in control the whole time. It wasn't like the first game at Galen where the Beavers were in control, and, you know, they just, you know... Got, were able to pull ahead at the end. My one cr- my one thing I didn't really like about this game was I think Juju was incredibly inefficient from the
0: That's field. one way to put it. Cool, six for 32 from <laughs> six the Six for field.
1: 32. And she, didn't even, she only got to the line five times, yeah, he, four of those. So.
0: Insane stat <laughs> line. Six <laughs> for 32 on 18 points is crazy.
1: But yeah. I think overall it's just... I think, yeah, I think they've shown they can beat anyone. And I mean, credit to obviously Rhea Marshall for stepping up with 11 points, 17 rebounds, and then uh, Mackenzie Forbes getting 13 points on 5 for 12 shooting. So I think you're just seeing a lot of the starters starting to step up around Juju. So I definitely would wish like see Juju be more efficient from the field. However, also, I'm not complaining about seeing the supporting cast stepping up. I think if you can get... Juju being more efficient and the supporting cast getting more points this team could go is dangerous
2: Yeah, I've got another issue with this team, you know, it's great uh, an eight-point victory against the 11th ranked Oregon State Beavers obviously a great win When you're shooting as a team 22 of 71, which is you know, I mean, you know, or Oregon State was 19 to 58 So not not much better, but when you're when you're that inefficient shooting 31% from the field and your, your starting lineup all has, you know, uh, about 30 minutes or more. And then you got Bigby coming off the bench, who has 24 minutes. And then no one else has more than one minute played. You have six players with more than one minute. To me, that's a little bit of an issue. Clearly, Juju was getting a little tired. Ray I think was everyone was getting tired. Minutes.
1: And we've gone back to this issue before. This is kind of my one thing with uh, Lindsey Gottlieb. I think she does not utilize the depth she has on her roster. And she's got talented players she does. too, yeah. like that, that are coming off her bench. So I think it's she needs to take advantage and utilize them more, not just throw them. I guess you know, like a couple minutes a game, <laughs> eight minutes.
0: Yeah. Like I mean,
1: I was more I was more generalizing kind of, no, but yeah. you get my point. Yeah. I get your
0: point. Yeah, I mean the thing, the one that U S. the one USC this game was the offensive rebounds. I mean, 18 offensive rebounds. Is, a, is absolutely insane. I mean, you saw, I mean, late in the game, Trojans were up six, I want to say, with a minute left. Raya Marshall gets a missed juju shot and puts it up, puts USC up eight, pretty much the knife into the back of the Beavers. I mean, the offensive rebounds won them this game, 100%. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But they just need to be more efficient and they just. They're gonna really see that. They're gonna really need to play. It, come out with their a game against Colorado and Utah this weekend. These
0: will be great games. I mean, I'm very excited for these two games. Colorado, both these teams obviously beat the Trojans um, away in both Salt Lake City and Boulder. Um, the Colorado game was very close. Juju got ejected on a questionable call. I think it was probably warranted, but it was a charge. Um, questionable call. She fouled it with five minutes to play. I want to say, and then the Utah game they were kind of just obliterated after the third quarter. They were it was a close game for most of it and then just third quarter Utah opened it up and won by around 20, I want to say. Yeah, 78-58. So, what are you guys looking for this game or these uh, games?
1: I think with call I think for I think for Colorado, if Trojans want to get revenge, Juju Watkins cannot foul out. I think that's yeah, yeah, that, I know yeah. I'm sitting the obvious, but I think that could kind of prove to be the difference there down the stretch, especially that late. It wasn't like Oh, they you know were up a few with like a minute left, and it happened. I'm not saying that Juju should foul out, should be fouling out. I'm just saying, what well, five minutes is a lot of time in a tight basketball game. And as for Utah, they just you know need to be able to compete with them. And yeah, so and I'm wondering how personal this one is for Alyssa Peely, who will be making her first return to Galen Center since transferring to Utah.
0: Right, I mean, she played well last time around. She's against been Utah. playing
1: well ever since she went to Utah. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, yeah, no, these are both great games. Really hope the student section shows out for these two games. I'm gonna be writing the recap for the Colorado, Colorado game, so I'm pretty okay. excited for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you guys can both go. Oh, obviously, Crash is gonna go to this game. Yep. No you're gonna be at either of these games. Yeah,
2: I'll. Uh, I'll definitely be at the game later tonight. Uh, Colorado. We'll see if I can. Um, Can make it to Utah. You
1: you better be there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try to make both. I'll try to make both of them. Don't try. Be there. Be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. You know, I mean, these are these are the last two. I mean, you know, the Arizona game will be all right too. But these are the last two, like really good games for a historically great season for the Trojans. Uh, What I'm looking to see from them is well, two things. First of all, I think both of these defenses aren't quite as good as Oregon State, so I'm looking for definitely an improvement in the efficiency numbers. I see zero excuse to. You know, have Juju Watkins shooting anything worse than six of 32 <laughs> also looking to see you know what we just talked about Gottlieb you need to have a little bit more of a rotation than really just six girls with the yeah. depth that you have the big thing though is just capitalize off of the streakiness that Colorado and Utah has been in I think Utah's coming off of two straight losses and then Colorado's had a few losses in their last few games USC has you know won their last five both Colorado and Utah have won three of their last five just take advantage of the fact that these teams I think aren't as good as you and they definitely are not as hot as you uh, USC just keep up the good defense. They've been playing They've held their opponents to i mean, their last two opponents held them to 1551 50 keep up that defense and I See almost zero chance that the Trojans aren't putting up more than 60 points in these games Like I I think there will be an efficiency bounce back after
1: Absolutely plus you gotta take advantage of your home court. Yeah. You've true. only lost once there.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, honestly, if they win these two games, Iowa lost this week. I want to say one other top five team lost. The Trojans very realistically could be looking at a, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. If they went out there. If, if they win out there. If they win out, they will be in a one seat because you also probably play Stanford and such. So oh, that's true, yeah. And that would be a home game. There would be two home games at Galen Center. Would yeah, one home game. It's two the first homes. two rounds. First two rounds at home, uh, Galen Center, which would be huge. Which would be awesome. Would be so fun to have that back here.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That'd be amazing.
0: Be amazing, yeah. All right, and now we'll transition. Let's talk about some men's volleyball. So, Crash, last week you went to. I assume you went to both these C- Concordia University Irvine games. The first one they won 3-0. zero. Second one back at Galen Center they won three two. Crash, what was your experience at this game?
1: So, as you know, we talked about uh, last week's game at uh, when I went to King C Arena in Irvine to watch the Trojans take on the Golden Eagles. So, for the most part, it was a good game. Like I said, they got to, off to a little bit of a slow start. This one, they came out pretty hot, but then they kind of took their foot off. After getting at 2-0, they kind of took their foot off in the next two sets, losing them. So, they won the first two 25-21, 25-12. For 23-25, but then fortunately, will you know pull it together and win and win fifteen to ten in the third, and not really you know give Concordia a chance, you know, kind of stole the momentum away from Concordia. But like I said, I think this team is is better than the team Concordia teams I've seen play in the past. But still, they should this match should not have gone to five, especially on their home court. And now they're going to have a really tough challenge next week when they face Grand Canyon both tonight and tomorrow in in Phoenix. And they got to, you know, Grand Canyon is 11-0 and 0 and number two in the country. So they have to, you know, they have to, you know, play a, at a high sustainable level of play. They can't just, you know, have their dips down to playing kind of regre- that regression in play. That big concern that. I've highlighted throughout the season. That's, I think, they got to, you know, play up here. They can't play down here. They can't regress at all this weekend, or they will lose to Grand Canyon.
0: Right, and speaking of regression, should we talk about USC baseball?
2: Oh, gosh. I think we have to. I think
0: we have to. Will, it seems, sadly, that USC baseball is joining the trend of USC athletics this year of falling short of expectations as they have currently lost their first four games where they lost to BYU last Friday, one to eight. Grand Canyon Saturday, one to eight. Ohio State two to five. Their game against UC San Diego was rained rained out.
2: Fortunate for them, probably.
0: Probably. A West
2: is a good baseball
0: conference. <laughs> and Loyola Marymount losing three to five. I mean, I thought this team was going to be good. I really, I was convinced that they were going to be good.
1: All right, so here's what I'll say. BYU, I think the Big Twelve is obviously a really solid baseball conference. So I. Th- Think it's I'm not trying to excuse them, but they could have you know kept it at least a little closer, not lost eight to one. Like there's certain losses if it's you know close, it's respectable. I'm not saying I'm endorsing losing. I'm, I'm just blown saying, out. but not blown out. And Grand Canyon's also good. When Andy Stankwix left GCU, he left that program in a good place, and he was succeeded by uh, one of his and the new head coach was one of his assistants, Greg Wallace. So obviously. I think they were able to retain a lot of a lot of their players and a lot of talent after Stankiewicz left. So Grand Canyon was still in a good spot after last year after uh, Stankiewicz left for the Trojans. But Ohio State, like I did not, I thought they were gonna find a way to win. I mean, generally, I feel like the Big Ten isn't exactly the best baseball conference, probably the worst than the Power Five, partly because of their uh, geographic location in the Midwest. But still, I thought, the, I thought okay, maybe they lose to BYU. Maybe they lose to Grand Canyon, but by closer margins. But I thought for sure they were being BYU. And then, so yeah, that's my thoughts on the weekend. And as for uh, Wednesday, I think they had their chances to win. They had the bases, I think, runners in second and third late in the game. They just could not get anyone across. And starting pitcher Mason Edwards gave up two home runs in the first inning, which kind of, you know gave loyola their lead that they would hold on to for the rest of the game that they were never they were always in the driver's seat of that game
2: yeah i man i don't know where to start (laughs) i i don't know like a ton about this team just in baseball in general but what i do know is that stinkowitz there was a there were really high expectations for him he turned this team around once he got here last season i think he he flipped the record by like 10 uh you know 10, 10 more wins he got him 10 more wins there's only reason to believe that this team was going to be better this season. 0 and at to start probably 0 and five if the game didn't get rained out. I you know what we do know is that this team last season was really bad on the road and they were pretty good at home. All these games were on the road. Although I mean some now of we it, don't have a, know,
0: a home technically yeah, they, that's <laughs> that's true.
2: But it's you know technically a home matchup uh, that the next the, the next few games. So hopefully that'll do something. But yeah I mean it's not actually home um so matchups against Portland I don't know a ton about this team uh I think they should be able to find a way to win but it's just that just definitely gonna be hard
1: with it being in Irvine yeah and I think everyone's still drawn to basketball right now like as much as I want to go those games I'm going to all three basketball games this weekend as we've discussed yeah it's gonna be a problem so it's just yeah like like I like was having to, you know, confess to multiple players after uh Wednesday's game that I wouldn't be there this weekend, that I won't be back until uh, Tuesday against Michigan. But I think also one thing I wanna point out is I was talking a little bit about this with the parents was and I think I kinda noticed this as I was, you know, trying to learn all the new players. Over half the roster is new. Mm. So I'm not trying so I think there might just be some, you know, continuity of just you know sure they returned a lot of their big names like you know austin over and ryan jackson carson wells bryce barton grudzel it guys who, you know were crucial in the team's turnaround last year but i think also you know you lost a lot of big names you lost uh connor aoki uh Colt gabrielson johnny olmstead guys who also you know had been here for two to three to four years who you know really want, you know, see this program turned around and they're, they've walked out the door, they're out, they've graduated, they've moved on. So I think you're just seeing, you know, them, you know, having to adjust to that. So we'll just see with over half the roster being replaced, they got to, you know, figure out how to get the culture right and quickly.
2: Are you, are you saying that you think part of the reason why SC's been struggling is because of a lack of chemistry, or just because they're missing a lot of key guys and their I, roster isn't as good? I'm just
1: wondering, like, is it does it just take time to, like... I mean, sure, it's one thing, you know, be training together all, se- all from the fall, but I'm just wondering, like, how long does it take to, like, when you start actually playing games to kind of, you know, guys to, like, bond and, you know, play well together?
2: I'm just... Well, see, this is what I'll never understand about baseball, at least offensively, you know, in terms of batting. Like... I mean, their bonding has to have almost nothing to do with batting percentages and off and then scoring, right? It's pretty fielding, I, fielding, stuff, yeah. I, I, get it. Like, I, I, I get it. You know, if you're an outfielder, you got to communicate. Although, I would say even fielding is has less to do with you know bonding and team chemistry than any other defense in a lot of major sports. Like, yeah, i I'd, I'd much rather have a you know a football defense or a basketball defense that knows each other well instead of Baseball, I don't think it's as important but but I get the argument for fielding but you know when you're putting up you know one run in your first two games and then you know I don't know you know two then like I just I, I feel like it's a cop out to say that it's because of a lack I'm of not, I'm not I'm not
1: disagreeing with you though I'm just trying to figure out like yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what has gone wrong with this Owen Four start cuz it after four games last year they were 3 and 1 they swept maris and then lost a tight game to a pretty good UCI team so that I'm not I'm not trying to say you're I'm not disagreeing with you I'm just I'm just searching for answers here. I yeah, that's I mean, what I'm doing.
2: We'll we'll see the record after these next few home and air quote games. Um, yeah, I mean if they just bounce back and win these next four, I think we have our answer right there. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Well, hopefully we'll actually have some good news to talk about. USC baseball, men's and women's basketball, all that stuff, volleyball. Um, hopefully we'll have some good stuff to talk about next week. Uh, But that's going to do it for us today at the scoreboard. Everyone have a good weekend. Hopefully, USC will win.